breaking news from KXAN News. A wildfire continues to burn in Bastrop County. The Texas A&M Forest Service is calling it the Powder Keg Pine Fire. Right now it's 100 acres and 50% contained. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. Good morning, I'm Sally Epnotis. We told you that the high fire danger risk is very prominent in our area. And when you take a look at where the fire is burning, you can see it started near where Harmon Road hits Highway 71. KXAN's Brianna Hollis has the latest now from the... Fighting the powder keg pine fire from the air and from the ground. Scorched grass and dirt just feet away from the highway. Drivers watch the flames and smoke while stuck in traffic. Jeremiah Shaw. We just all of a sudden started smelling smoke and seeing flames. And watched from out. afar after an officer showed up at his house earlier Tuesday afternoon. Potentially there's going to be an evacuation, but at this point there's not. So, you know, we're just warning everybody so that they're ready to go if it's time. A moment that quickly triggered an awful memory from the devastating Bastrop County fire in 2011. I was actually living in Austin for the last big fire, but my brother's house did burn down. Shaw's mind immediately went to the keepsakes that fill his home right now. There's only so much stuff that we can grab, and I mean, there's so much sentimental value. My, my mother lost her, her late husband, and so much of his stuff is in the house. We're just so lucky that it's still standing. The Bastrop historically has, has had large fires here, so people are already... Um, nerved up and, 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 and anxious and, and curious. Crews had to face off against more than just the fire itself. The environment. It's 106 degrees out here, right? Also served as an adversary. That coupled with how hot and dry and lack of rain we've had. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Sebastopol County has experienced several destructive fires over the last 10 to 15 years. They've burned homes. They've even taken lives. Yeah, in January of last year, prescribed a burn is set by the Texas Parks and Wildlife grew out of control. More than 800 acres burning. About 200 family families, 250 families had to evacuate. An independent panel later said that there should have been more firefighters at the site to begin with. And going further back, a wildfire burned more than 4,500 acres in 2015. The Hidden Pines fire destroyed 64 homes. An investigation by the Texas A&M Forest Service found that the fire was likely caused by farm equipment. And in September of 2011, Bastrop saw the most destructive fire in the state's history. Two people died, 1,600 homes were destroyed, and more than 32,000 acres were scorched. It burned for 55 straight days. Officials said strong winds caused tree limbs, which were not trimmed properly, to snap and hit power lines, sparking that fire. And Kristen has been talking about how the fire danger has just been something that we need to watch of the last few days. And you saw it yesterday, how quickly it can grow. Absolutely. We're so vulnerable out there with our dry conditions and the lack of rainfall. Let me show you what's going on in and around the fire zone right now. These are current conditions near Bastrop. We've got calm winds. That's really good news for the crews out there trying to fully contain this powder keg pine fire. Humidity at 76%. Temperatures are in the 70s. So we're going to be keeping a very close eye on these conditions to our east. But I'll tell you what, today is going to be another very dry and vulnerable day again. The wildfire danger continues to remain high to very high across most of central Texas. That's the yellow and the oranges that I'm looking at today. So please be very mindful of whatever you're doing outside. We want to make sure we don't have any chains dragging behind our cars. If we're going to be barbecuing, uh, we're making sure that everything is safe and away from that barbecue. The 
The red flag warning reminds us of how uh, dangerous those conditions are if a wildfire were to break out. So the red flag warning in pink here covers up most of our area. This kicks in noontime today, continues until 9 p.m. Basically a combination of dry conditions and low humidity too. Yeah, we're pretty humid in the morning, no doubt, but once we get that mixing underway in the afternoon, those relative humidity values get down to about 20 to 30 percent. So uh, it is a dry afternoon. I'll tell you this morning, we're not seeing any rain. Some of us got lucky enough to squeeze out a little bit of the good stuff yesterday, but all of that has since cleared. Your Indeed domain camera showing quiet conditions as we start our Wednesday in this afternoon. Well, yet again, talking 100s, 107 the forecast high, our 26th straight triple-digit day in a row. We'll talk a little bit more about how long those triple-digit stays and, and what we could see when it comes to the sky conditions. Who will maybe be lucky enough to see a storm that's coming up here in a few minutes. Thanks, Kristen. Donald Trump's attorney is speaking out today after the former president was indicted again. A sealed indictment was handed down against Trump in the grand jury investigation of his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. And Trump has been charged with four counts in that indictment, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to impede the January 6th congressional proceeding, conspiracy against the right to vote, and to have that vote counted, plus account of obstruction and attempt to obstruct and impede the certification of the electoral vote. A suspected serial killer appeared in a New York court as prosecutors revealed new evidence for the first time. We're talking about how NBC News Stephanie Gosk was inside that Long Island courtroom yesterday. Has the latest report coming up next on today. Accused serial killer Rex Sherman was back in court. He has pleaded not guilty to three murders. His attorney said that he is vowing to fight the charges. Meanwhile, the prosecutor says they are going through a mountain of evidence that keeps coming in. Coming up on the Today Show, we'll have all the details as well as reaction to the hearing. More students will get free school breakfasts and lunches this year. Del Valley ISD announced that it's going to be offering free meals at all elementary and middle school campuses this semester. It's part of a national program for school meals. And high school students who can't afford meals can apply for free or reduced food as well. The University of Texas Longhorns, they hit the practice field today. Training camp for the 2023-2024 season starts today. And this Saturday marks the four-week mark until they open the season against Rice at DKR. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Stay cool out there. That's right. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about how will we see impeach Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton inside a courtroom facing a felony this week. Squeezing water customers dry in the midst of this drought. The new restrictions you could see in Williamson County. Good morning, everyone. We have a live look this morning to start off your Wednesday, the second day of August. Going to talk to Kristen for the latest on what your forecast is going to look like in just the next few minutes. But first, let's talk about how suspended and impeached Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton will see the inside of a felony courtroom later on this week. The court in Harris County confirms Paxton is set to be in attendance tomorrow. He faces multiple counts connected to a securities fraud investigation. The indictment dates back to 2015. We've chronicled the long legal fight over where he should face trial, whether it's going to be in Collin County or Harris County. This is a criminal proceeding and that's separate from his impeachment trial set to start September 5th at the Capitol. 
Now, different business owners can come together today to network. The Diversity Ethnic Chamber Alliance is hosting its first Small Business Opportunities Summit. It's later on today, and it's for small to medium-sized businesses. It starts this morning at 11 o'clock at the City of Austin Permitting and Development Center. West Nile virus is popping back up in Williamson County. Where and how? you can keep mosquitoes under control. Austin city leaders have been urged to put more money towards permanent supportive housing for people experiencing homelessness. What else advocates say would help the community? Good morning, everyone. We have another live look for you. The city of Austin right there. You can see, and it's North Austin that we have a live look of from our camera on top of the Indeed building. Well, an Austin ER doctor is urging you to find a safe way home if you've been drinking rather than getting on an electric scooter. Dr. Jason Adeloit, trauma medical director at Dell Seton Medical Center, says 95% of scooter injuries involve alcohol. E-bikes and scooters first showed up in Austin back in 2018, and tons of people use them as a convenient and environmentally friendly way to get around. The doctor says the devices are not necessarily unsafe, but says maybe more could be done to keep people off them if they're drunk. Two more mosquito samples in Williamson County have tested positive for West Nile virus. The samples were taken from Cat Hollow Park near Brushy Creek and from Milburn Park and Cedar Park. Since testing began in May, 11 mosquito samples have tested positive for the virus in Williamson County, but no human cases have been reported locally. Now, it's important to take steps to keep mosquitoes under control. The Williamson County and City's Health District says draining standing water around your property can help keep those bugs at bay. And if you can't get rid of the water, you can actually treat it with a type of insecticide that kills the mosquitoes before they hatch and begin flying. The district says wearing long sleeve shirts when you go outside also gives the bugs less area to bite. Man, for $2, that's definitely worth a, uh, worth a shot. It might as well. Yeah, two bucks can get you a chance to win more than a billion dollars. No one won last night's drawing for the Mega Millions, so the jackpot will grow even more. The jackpot, jackpot is now up to 1.2 billion dollars or a lump sum of more than 550 million the next drawing good luck is on friday mm. All right. i was just reading on nbc news that if you didn't win take your losing ticket to a krispy kreme get a donut oh yeah when oh, when situation i, know. I yeah. was like okay that does the very feel least better. Yeah. yeah it's not 500 million dollars but it does act as my life like nice band-aid i like to eat my sadness it. as well exactly yeah it's a lifestyle for me really <laughs> let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because live look outside with a good central texas we've got dry skies out there a little bit of cloud cover here and there but nothing that uh, is going to hurt us temperature-wise in the upper 70s to mid-80s. Look at San Saba, 85 degrees at 445 in the morning. Crazy. 85 Georgetown, 77 Bastrop. Austin, we're kicking off the day at 84. From those 80s, you guessed it, back to the low 100s we go. 107, the forecast high today here in the city. That is likely going to tie the record we set back in 2011. Mainly sunny skies. You'll notice everybody expected to be above 100 degrees with all that sunshine. I mean, it's hot. It's going to look exactly like yesterday, except 
we're not going to see those rain chances come back. Earlier I was saying who could get lucky for rain. I don't think anybody's going to get lucky for rain. I think most of those showers unfortunately will stay out of the area. So hopefully you got a little bit of something yesterday. I didn't, but I know there were some of you who did. Consecutive 100 degree days inching closer and closer to this all time record. Yesterday, our 25th 100 degree day in a row. Today, 26. Tomorrow, we'll likely tie that record. We last set in 2011. We'll expect, we're expected at this point to just break it by a long shot heading into the weekend as those 100s continue. So the heat alerts will also continue as those temperatures stay very high. You'll notice the excessive heat warning is in pink and the heat advisory is in orange. A reminder that we need to be uh, very vigilant, almost hyper about ourselves, our family, our friends, our coworkers outside for any stretch of time because it's, it's getting pretty rough out there. Forecast side 107 and that's nothing to play around with. Red flag warning in effect. This is new and this is something that I really want to make sure we emphasize because you've noticed over the last kind of couple of weeks we've seen these wildfires break up and they and they spread quickly right crews are doing a real good job trying to prevent these from absolutely exploding because this red flag warning is telling me that they should be exploding they should be spreading rapidly with how dry and how breezy we can get in the afternoon so the red flag warning starts at noon time today continues until 9 p.m. basically reminding us we have to be careful because mother nature is not on our side with this we've got nothing but sunshine and heat to talk about today. Those winds, those are going to be out of the south southeast at about 5 to 15 miles per hour. Occasionally we can see a gust up to 20 miles per hour and that again if we have a fire fire out there that can fuel those flames and continue that progression of any wildfire. So we'll be watching this very closely through the day. I can tell you the high temperatures really won't move over the next seven days as we remain in this stagnant weather pattern. It's 105 to 107 every single day. A little more cloud cover by Tuesday. Right now, I'm not going to bite on rain chances. Some of our forecast models are showing it at the moment, but I will keep you updated as we get a little closer. Know that those warm mornings continue in the upper 70s to low 80s moving forward. And thank you. I want you to know there's a new report out there that claims almost half of Texas counties qualify as maternity care deserts. What is that? Well, it comes from the March of Dimes and Healthcare Insurer Amerigroup Foundation. And their analysis shows more than 46% of Texas counties lack adequate health care for those who become or are pregnant. To put Texas into a national context, the report states nearly a third of all counties in the U.S. are maternity care deserts. The counties nearest to Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston all have, by the way, the highest concentrations of family planning services, meaning it's the rural counties we're seeing that generally have it worse. More water restrictions are likely coming to you if you live over in Williamson County. Round Rock is warning customers that its water suppliers could call them to cut back. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with locals grappling with the ongoing water woes. Dry, crispy grass like this could become more common in Round Rock. The city of Round Rock says customers should get ready to cut back. As one of its water suppliers, the Brazos River Authority, anticipates conditions to trigger higher levels of the organization's drought contingency plan in the coming months. Currently, we anticipate that um, reaching stage two on, on Friday. Aaron Abel is the BRA's water service manager. He says later this week, the agency would need to cut water use by 10%. He says water levels at Lake Georgetown and Stillhouse Hollow are two major factors for the restrictions. 
there's still a lot of water that's left in Stillhouse Hollow. There's about 63%, uh, uh, it's 63% full. Um, Lake Georgetown, and it's about uh, 56% full. Right now, Round Rock is in stage one restrictions. That allows outdoor watering twice a week. Bill Garland says the rest of the summer could be trouble for his lawn if that changes. It'll die even more. <laughs> but Garland says he understands the need to conserve. It's more important that we have water to drink and <laughs> things like that. For now, water leaders encourage people to follow restrictions as they come until the heat lifts or relief rains down. Extend the supplies, extend the water that's in the reservoir as long as possible. In Round Rock, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. The Brazos River Authority says it provides services to other communities in Williamson County, including Round Rock, Georgetown, and the Brushy Creek Municipal Utility District. Well, Travis County wants to help get defendants counsel at their first court appearance. We told you last year there was a pilot program. It was a grant that they were given, but then they lost it because of staffing at the Travis County Jail. Texas A&M pulled the grant after the community, after the program rather, was up and running for just two weeks. And at yesterday's meeting, county commissioners looked at both the long-term and some of the short-term solutions. This month, the county plans to test the use of virtual appearance capabilities for council. Long-term, the hope is to spend $1.5 million for construction at the jail. It would allow in-person council appearances, which could happen during extended hours, to help keep the judicial process moving. The pilot program initially broke down last year due to a lack of space at the jail for attorneys to meet with clients. Travis County Sheriff's Office did not have the staff to maintain those visits either. The age and the design of the old facility just exacerbates the staffing issues. So, um, the, you know, the, the remodel, I don't see that there's any way we could have accomplished this uh, even in the almost two years it's going to have taken to get to a courtroom with in-person counsel at first appearance uh, without the remodel. And at the end of the meeting, there wasn't a vote. Council helps at first appearance because it is the first time someone is accused of committing a crime, and that's when that person goes before a judge. That's when bond decisions and possibly conditions for that are happening at that particular moment. Now, advocates argue the lack of representation at a first appearance makes overcrowding issues at the Travis County Jail even worse. It's been seven years since a deal for regional rail between Austin and San Antonio failed, but now a new advocacy group wants to get the idea back on track. Restart Lone Star Rail District launched in May. The initiative proposes 19 stops across eight cities in the two metro region. It's an effort to combat traffic congestion. I believe that if we make a high quality service that um, will actually entice people to use the train, then that will result in less car dependency in the region. The founder of the group said he has spoken with Union Pacific representatives who have signed or signaled an openness to a new proposal. The organization plans to meet with area advocacy groups and public officials this summer and fall to discuss support and possible funding opportunities. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns hit the practice field this afternoon. Training camp open. 25 practices before the opener against Rice on September 
second. Longhorns with some high expectations, both internally and, well, externally, picked to win the Big 12. The polls will come out in a couple of weeks, but they figure to be somewhere near the top 10 or maybe inside the top 10. Sark says he's got his most complete and deepest roster and not backing away from the expectations. A lot to be fired up about, uh, a lot of really good players coming back, a great staff coming back. Uh, like I said, a lot of influx of, of new players that can help this team uh, be even better. And, and then now it's time to put in the work. They've kind of assumed this mentality of embrace the, embrace the hate. Like, we get it. We're the University of Texas. We get it. This is our last year in the Big 12. Well, we can sit there and be a punching bag, or we can go attack the people that we're going to play. And I think that they've assumed that responsibility to say, hey, we're going to go after everybody else too. And so that, I think that that's the right mentality to have. All right, Houston last night. On the day the Astros acquired Justin Verlander, who's coming back to Houston, Fromber Valdez was lights out against the Guardians. Valdez has been struggling, but... Well, he put it all together. He had six strikeouts through four innings. They get the base hit they need from Kyle Tucker to give them the lead. And then all Valdez all the time. Jose Ramirez off his glove to Pena at short. Gets it. No hitter into the ninth inning with two outs. And Cam Gallagher is at the plate. Yeah, they're fired up at minute made. And well, Fromber Valdez trying to etch his name in Astros history. And he does. On the little flare, 16th no-hitter in history. The last two have been combined no-hitters. Before that, the last one, 2019. Oh, by the way, it was Justin Verlander, again, acquired by the Astros as well on Tuesday. Rangers win in shutout fashion, so they still lead in the American League West by a half game. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, hey, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. The latest from first responders as a fire continues to burn in Bastrop. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.